0: Adi, good to hear from you. It's going well. How are you? Um, li- literally very well. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out, dude. Hell yeah, yeah. And it's, it's 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 cool to talk to you, especially because a lot of my, um, you know, I I I had seen the I had seen the Castlevania cartoon show up on Netflix. Um, but a lot of my fan base uh I like I hadn't watched it, but then a lot of the people who are on my Discord and like listen to the podcast just could not stop raving about it. So it was it was cool to finally like uh you know, get some context for it and then and, and check it out. And yeah, I mean it's it's cool stuff. So um I was just hoping to talk to you a little bit about your experience with production, what you're up to now, um and, and you know, definitely uh, you know, your your connection to video games, why Castlevania appeals to you, uh stuff like that. I just I any anything you want yeah, to talk about okay. too? So, cool man. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Um, so, like, I guess first off, uh, can you can you walk me through a little bit of what? And I think this is for me as well as people listening. Like. What do you? What is? What is your job as a producer? I I, I am sure that it is extremely important, and I've have, I've have gone over your accolades and and various uh, various accomplishments, and I think it's all super impressive. But I still don't entirely know what a producer does. Like, what is? What is your role when putting out a show like uh, like uh, Castlevania? I I have no idea. <laughs> you thought you Great not, question? You, you don't even know what a, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I don't think it's a real job title i
1: think i think I think what's actually happened is we as a species suffer from this need to classify things when the reality is what a director does is vastly different today than what it was five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, fifty years ago, and that's these amazing. jobs keep evolving, but the titles don't change
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fair it's like it's like the the way that a director of cinematography was as like uh as, as important as director when movies were first, like, gaining relevance. Like, the director of cinematography on, uh, on Citizen Kane gets equal billing to Orson Welles, and we wouldn't even imagine that. Today. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, no, 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 exactly. And, and, uh, and, 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 even, and, then, and then look at it this this way, like, the nuance of what a director does on a big studio franchise movie versus what a director does in a little indie movie is, is different. And then it also depends for indie movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, uh, also depends on the genre. Also depends on the genre. Like a writer in a, in a crime thriller, for instance, is a completely different thing than a writer in a comedy, especially when a lot of these comedies are now improv because of the advent of digital technology. Right. So like think about making a comedy ten, fifteen 15 years ago when they were shot in film, Mm-hmm. and there were only so many takes you got, and there, it took a long time to set up each shot. Now it's like those constraints are gone, so comedies are made
0: differently. Hmm. Yeah, so these no. Jobs, again, the point being, these jobs
1: keep evolving, and they keep changing, and they change because of technology. they change changed because of, of, of the, the creations, the technology around creating them. They've changed around as a byproduct of just te- technological advancements in distribution.
0: So uh, talk to me about your role so your role actually changes per product. So so actually actually
1: actually like it's not really net I mean Netflix is, is more of a byproduct of of cellular cellular technology.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I guess that's right. right? I guess it's it's not what? yeah, it's a distribution platform, but the technology is 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 certainly the thing driving that, not the platform itself. Right? Exactly,
1: like, um, like, as much as the narrative of people wanting to watch it at home in their living rooms is, is, is true, you know, a lot of people are watching content on their, on their phones. Yeah, I mean, probably more. And in fact, like, yeah, yeah, more, more than a lot of people would care to, probably like to admit, (laughs) um. So, so people are like out there watching content on their phone, and I think that whole like handheld mobile thing. Um, I'll tell you just from a personal, from a personal standpoint, right? Like, yeah, please. I wasn't really a fan of like the PSP or the Nintendo. I never even had a DS. I liked the original Game Boy because it was it was awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, who does? But then the moment, (laughs) but the moment I realized, like, oh, actually, there's there's um these other. Um, there's something called a, called a proper Nintendo, and it's on a screen, and it's in color. I'm like, this is way better. Why would I ever mess with the Game Boy? This doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But for whatever reason, um, I found myself like, really wanting to
0: play the Switch hmm. over the PlayStation 4. People, I mean, the Switch has changed everything. It, it, it seems like, it seems like a, a sort of like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, like a shift in perspective and, and sort of like mass perspective. I mean, everyone wants to play the Switch. Here's the, here's the
1: argument I would make. I don't think the Switch changed anything. Cellular cell phones changed everything. Smartphones changed everything. So now it feels more comfortable to, like, kind of keep your head down and stare at a screen, at a small screen. (laughs) That makes sense. Sure. And and basically, also, um, attention spans have changed, right? So, like, when you take, um, like, Metal Gear Solid on PS1, it wasn't like you could just start and stop it, like, every five minutes.
0: No, exactly. It wasn't going to happen, right?
1: Yes. Right. But when you look at, like... The new Zelda game, or even great indie titles like Dead Cells, you can literally play for five minutes, turn it off, turn it back on ten minutes later, and you're right
0: back where you left off. Hmm, that's true. And that's much more like a, like a cell phone game. Like the, I, you know, like mm-hmm. something, I, I actually, now that you're mentioning it, I, played way more i had a ds but i played way more of you know uh candy crush or whatever on my iphone than i did uh phoenix Wright on the train and it's not like i didn't have time on the train to dedicate to phoenix right it's just that i mean candy crush was right there it was like it was easier to sort than where were you where were you taking the where were you taking the train to i was in chicago at the time so i would always take the l from uh from uh wrigleyville down to uh basically downtown where i was uh where i was going to school
1: so where where you going to school
0: I went I got my PhD at the uh, University of Illinois Chicago. So sort of down in um, uh, yeah where would that be? UIC, UIC, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah down at UIC. So you know right off the blue line as uh, you know Chicago. But yeah no I mean it was it was, a, oh, it was a hike. Um you know red line to blue line of at least 30 minutes sometimes if it was bad an hour. But I would I would wear um, so much time just playing wherever. whatever. Oh, where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia. You're not from, from Chicago. Chicago. No, I just went there for school. Although I was there for like six years, so in a lot of ways, it feels like a second home. Um, but I'm from the Philadelphia yeah. I was there for five. I was there for I was there for five years. Oh,
1: really? Where were you in Chicago? Evanston for four. Okay, up at Northwestern, and then um, yeah, I I, exactly, I went to Northwestern, and then yeah. um, and then I and I worked for a credit card company, right before I was like trying to break into Hollywood. Like right, kind of as was going to break into Hollywood. I Seems worked like, at a credit card company. Out Seems
0: in like a uh, better Wheeling. Oh, out in Wheeling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. You you sort of followed well, my it was my really weird. in that. You were kind of close. You, wheeling is closer. That's the suburb, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? Oh yeah, like, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. A, it's a it's crazy suburb. Even the even the um the
1: company I worked for was called Discover. It's a Discover credit card. Um, it was like a 1950s
0: style corporation. It was really weird. That's a, that's surreal. <laughs> I you know I was yeah, so weird. You know, that was my, that was my experience too. I, I went, I went from, uh, from the, uh, from the city to the suburbs at, at a certain point. You know, it was weird, it was fine, but then I, then I took the train into the city and I still would just like waste time on games like, uh, I, I played a lot of Stardew Valley on my laptop. Which, I mean, the Switch is a much better way of playing it. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Like it's, it's not even like these games are bad or like, you know, no one wants to play them or whatever. It's that honestly, it's just the its the format. Like, it's so much more fun to play that. Play something that you could pick up a drop um, instead of. Oh, know, absolutely!
1: Like you look at um, like I'm going to get tricked for saying this, but I never saw the appeal in Destiny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just felt like a Halo knockoff. It felt like a Halo knockoff to me. I, I know it's I know it's Bungie, right? But it's not like Halo was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. There's something about. When you're shooting lasers at my, there's like this. When you used to get headshots with a pistol in Halo, and you and you killed like one of the elites or something, there was like this. There was this weird satisfaction you got. I think it was something to do with the the, the, the sound design of the gun relative to the bullet hit where you hit the elite, relative yeah. to the, the the rumble of the the rumble pack in the in the controller. There's something about it where it actually felt like you were doing real damage and it required some form of skill. Destiny feels like You're literally just kind of It almost feels like mist Mm -hmm. Like you're just wandering Through this land And you're just pointing And clicking at things And they 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 die And you have this shield That like keeps regenerating It's just There was no it's a lot of the mechanics of FPS games that make them satisfying
0: have been like kind of extricated from Destiny. I can understand that. I, I think like in some ways, in some yeah, ways that's like a, that's. I mean, in some ways that's like a next gen thing. I, I, I felt like I was rediscovering my passion for that when I played uh, the 2016 Doom. When I realized like, oh hey, like mm-hmm. one of the things I really love about FPS is actually is that uh, they are really hard and really violent and really like straight ahead and they're kind of punishing. And this is this is this is reminding me that I enjoy that as opposed to you know cover cover games and stuff like that. I mean, for yeah, sure, it's weird. Those cover yeah. games are neither neither here neither there. I mean, like like yeah, I liked sure. um.
1: I remember like brother brother in arms, like where where you control the little squad, so you have to like kind of basically form triangles around people. Like that was cool.
0: Yeah, I think no, also I there was, was cool.
1: a there was a Star Wars there was a Star Wars. um FPS game, where it was like a, you were, you were a squad-based Star Wars FPS game for the original Xbox, but that also had that similar wow, mechanic, yeah. that was
0: really cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what that was called. I can't either. No, but I know what you're talking about. It, it, yeah, no, I mean, like, those, those sort of, I feel like those kind of experiments were always really fun in, uh, in gaming. I mean, maybe, maybe this might just come yeah. from a shared perspective, where, like, I mean, you, you know, your work seems to be something, like, you, you, you kind of shift around with genres and try different things, like, and I... You know, I, I try to go within the academic and the popular myself, like back and forth. And I mean, there's something really encouraging and interesting about people trying new stuff. Like I just, I, I just like seeing something new. I like seeing something that's a little different, as opposed to just the mm-hmm. intensification of a genre sometimes. Totally.
1: Or, or it works, so let's just do more of the same. Yeah, for um, sure. But question for you on Doom. Yeah. Have you ever played it on arcade mode? You know, I don't think I have. Is it Dude, is it way different? It makes it what makes it way better. Okay, all right. Like because because um I'm sorry the, the the I'm talking about the new Doom here, yeah yeah Um Yeah, So what's interesting about playing it on arcade mode? You know what you just have to play you just have to try it. just take my word okay. for it try it because right. it, it's like the it takes this like horror game Doom, Doom's almost like an FPS survival horror thing. Yeah, where you're, I
0: think you're right about you know, there's that. There's like I
1: limited <laughs> ammo. Arcade mode turns it into Something that feels like a really updated version of something that you would have played in an arcade as a kid. Okay, nice. I so like that. mowing down bad guys, and there's like all sorts of language floating up at the <laughs> screen, telling you how you know you how many combos you got, and like all that you know, all that stuff. Uh, I think it's that's really awesome.
0: Funny. Yeah, no, I'm going to try that. So I mean, let me ask you. Like, I, I just I I gotta ask you this before you before you run out of time. Like, what what about is is it the old arcade-y feel? Is it is it uh, is updating something new? Is it taking like what what appeals to you about the Castlevania project? I mean, it's it's great. I you know I, that's not. You know a- what's
1: interesting? You know what's interesting? Like you you said something earlier, which I thought was was what was interesting. You said that there's a lot of uh, what's the word? What's the word you used? Like difference in my work. Like. I mean, stuff I do, like, like I, I jump around a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, in a good way. You sort of seem to be willing to go into different genres and, and kind of, like, play around a little bit. That's, that's interesting, because I, I never saw it that way. I almost felt like
1: it was the same thing almost shrinks and repeated.
0: Really? I was almost thinking shrinks. That oh, in yeah. In terms of, like, Castlevania and your newest project, like, it, they, they seemed like... I mean I could see the links but you know actually no they 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 seem to me like I don't know like the so of course like the second season of Castlevania is one thing but then Bodied, right? It just seems like it seems like a really cool project but it seems like a different project right like something that's a little new something that's and, doing something and, a little then different what, like than what like then, like the Power Rangers short or something but I did Yeah like, like, I mean, or, fact, or like I mean in fact like you know like the the or like Castlevania right like like it it seems like the one is I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like different audiences, different, um, you know, because I don't necessarily know if. Well, maybe you're right. I mean, there's like there's a, a kind of like a kind of fun like uh, comic booky style to, and like a uh, sort of like video game style to to a lot of the stuff. But and I guess like that's a that's a sort of nerd culture thing. But it really, I mean, it seems like you're kind of. It seems like you're willing to take on more than most people will in this particular genre. I don't know. Like I. I don't know, I don't know if I can convince you of that,
1: uh, yourself, but like. Oh no, no, there's no, I, I, look dude, I, I lack perspective on myself. I think, oh I think we all, I mean, we <laughs> all
0: lack perspective on ourselves, right? Who could, who would, I mean, anyone who would ask you to actually, like, have perspective on yourself, this <laughs> is so unfair. I mean, well, okay, here we go, here we go. So, like, the two, the, 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 the thing you probably, you probably get the most questions on is the gray, I'm assuming, right? Like, you've probably gotten a nope. ton of I questions didn't. on that. Really? Nope. No,
1: no, no, Look, dude. That's the that's the yep. That's the other thing that's that's really interesting, right? Like, it comes down to where where you are. Like where I am. Like I was I was literally in New York Comic Con like a few days ago, or last week, right? Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, This time last week, I was in New York Comic Con. Um, they set up a, uh the DVD distributor Viz uh, for uh, the DVD for season one coming out in December, and they set up a, like a meet and greet autograph thing. Uh, for me to meet meet fans of the show and it, was, cool. and it was like a fun time Really great time, got to interact with fans, I love it uh, And uh, Netflix set up A similar thing for me in Manila a few weeks ago uh, oh, As well cool. Now, wow, nice uh, When I'm in that environment Right, like people are obviously going to talk About Castlevania and then one out of Every three or four people will bring up What I call the bootleg universe Those are these, those unauthorized Fan films that I did Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did the Punisher one, the Venom one, the Power Rangers one. So I feel like there's synergy there, right? Um, sure. I mean, yeah. r- maybe like a cin- cinema file may bring up the great, but really, like I never get asked about it.
0: Well, so yeah, yeah but like that's is yeah. uh, so, But that doesn't uh, to me that suggests that kind of uh, that kind of like diversity of of, of of creativity, a diversity of thought, where like. The Gray is like this. This, I mean, the, so put it this way, I'm, I I would watch Castlevania, and I have watched Castlevania because like I love video games and I like animated work, and it, it seems really smart and really cool. Um, my mother in law went to see The Gray. My mother in law would not see Castlevania. Like it seems like that is such a distinction, but you you kind of like flip between those worlds kind of effortlessly, which is I mean fascinating to me. It, it seems like to you, it's a very clear trajectory but i think to like someone looking at say your imdb page or whatever it's like wow this guy does a lot of different stuff yeah i mean that's yeah it's it is uh yeah i i see what you're
1: saying and i think i think also um cultural shifts hmm. and technological shifts also change the way some of these things are perceived yeah like, like I'll, I'll give you it. an example right let me give you an example please let's say someone let's say someone did um um, Blade. They produced, movies. They produced were uh, Blade, X Men, and uh, Hellboy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like in the early two thousands, they would be perceived as someone who does what? Like, like oh my gosh, they're like a comic book movie person.
0: Yeah, that's
1: probably right. Yeah, right. And, and because like there's a lot of movies. Some of them are comic book movies, and a lot of them kind of. Were made by this one hypothetical person, this one hypothetical human, right? Right. Uh, But then, as time goes on, there's like a lot of comic book, more and more comic book movies. So now, that person retroactively, now call it in the in the post Iron Man, post Dark Knight world, we'll say, oh, well, that person makes like kind of
0: darker superhero movies right yeah i guess that's right and also you'd probably say something like they they make action they make sort of like superhero movies that cross over to action as opposed to like uh kid-friendly superhero movies or something like that like they're they're sort of like why yeah yeah okay yeah no you're right that's like there's an intensification of genre there that that you wouldn't necessarily be able to predict but if you're you know you're making those movies in the early 2000s yeah yeah, exactly and
1: then and then you look at it like kind of in the context of today How would that narrative get You know crafted today mm-hmm. Well it, it would It would literally today It would seem like Someone just jumped All over the place Right It's like You did a Marvel movie Like Yeah You that, did a sort of Indie, indie radio, General yeah. audience mm-hmm. Yeah you did uh, You know It's it, so, so these these things kind of shift and and evolve over time based off of like
0: what else is going on in the culture and in the in the huh. in the, the marketplace. Like. Yeah, that's actually that's a cool way of thinking about it. To think that like the the sort of like invisible threads uh, become much clearer or dimmer as uh, the culture changes around it. I like that. Um, yeah. So talk to me uh, I, Just real quick And I, I know you got to go But like This new season of Castlevania You're doing You're doing a uh, A remix of Castlevania 3 Which I think is one of my favorite Castlevania stories um, Why 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 that one Why'd you, Why did why, you Why are you guys Going with that one Is there Is there a particular Thought process behind that Is it Was it just always A, a plan to go that direction Is it A favorite game of, of people who are working on the show
1: No 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 not, I mean Maybe pieces about All of the above Okay um, But really you know I mean the key is to start early enough in the timeline where uh where you can really just build out a mythology and a timeline in a universe. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know. But um, at that that said, like I don't think anyone's really a fan of origin stories at this point. They don't want it too early <laughs> yeah, to the no. point where you're like, you like, you know, a story about a guy building a whip, like, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Castlevania is great that way, though, because, I mean, in some ways, it's, it's the story that kind of starts in meta stress, and, like, you don't get the actual origin stories until the PlayStation games, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, like, Trevor Belmont is, like, related to Simon in this way, and here's all the connections, and, okay, we'll work it out now. Because early games just feel like you're thrown in the middle of a gothic nightmare, um, which is kind yeah. of how the, the cartoon feels, which is cool. So like, what, what do you, you know, we, we've sort of circled around it a lot, and I, I, I think like, I kind of like that this whole interview is an answer, is to the initial question of what does a producer do? Uh, what is like, what are, what are you like, what are you most excited about in your upcoming work? Like, what is, what is, what is driving you right now? Cause you seem like a passionate dude. Like, you seem like someone who really cares about the work. So like, what in your rec- what in your upcoming stuff is really, uh, you know, meaningful to you? Something that, something that like, you're really looking forward to people mm. seeing or driving you. Honestly, I don't really know, because mm. I know, I know, I
1: know the things that motivated me in my 20s. <laughs> sure. And, and it was, it was, um, I, I was, you know how we construct narratives around ourselves? We just, we mm-hmm. just kind of do that. We just kind of yeah. build narratives around our lives. I mean, your life is, all it, literally, your life is, is it's a narrative of, it's a kaleidoscope of sounds and images that feel like memories, and, and then you, you constructing a narrative around it. Uh, that's literally what life is. Sure. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I guess, this year unpacked a, my narrative. The narrative, the narrative that I was spinning. I think you know, when I when I first broke into Hollywood, I was so young, so naive. Um, maybe not naive mentally, but naive emotionally. Sure. And then you know I ended up in this hamster wheel of oh youngest person to do this, youngest person to do that. All these things happened before he was thirty or whatever. Yeah. And I think as much as I rebelled against it, I kind of embraced that.
0: Trajectory for myself. Uh, um, it would be hard not to. I mean, it's a very, it's very appealing trajectory. There's a kind right. of, there's a kind of joy uh, in that. I'm sure. Totally. It's also
1: completely made up, and it's a fab, you know, it's, it's a construct. It's literally right. a construct, right? Because at a yeah. certain point, you are no longer the youngest blank. You are no longer a kid anymore. You are, you are an adult, right? right and then, it, then then there's a then there's an issue of having to transition out of uh being a kid into into this adult thing which then becomes hard to navigate because
0: you know what made you special was the youth. yeah so you feel like your your current moment is like recentering the you in this as opposed to like the the sort of like epiphenomenal stuff like your age or like you know uh yeah, exactly. Like person that exactly yeah. totally
1: totally totally exactly exactly so so when you say like what's important to me i don't really know anymore Oh, interesting. You know, if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me before, I, I had all these like agendas and and missions, and I was like, I want to make people do realize like this, or I want to make this kind of thing, and I feel like, you know, and I had all these like grandiose uh, beliefs, a lot of them that got channeled into different projects and or or interviews or whatever I was doing. Right. Um. So I, I think part of the narrative shift that happens as you get older is maybe some people wake up to the idea that hey, this is just a narrative. And the narrative you're buying into may not be the same narrative everyone else is buying into.
0: Yeah, seems reasonable to me. Um, So last question – how do you feel like your, your work in, uh, production dovetails with your interest in gaming? Cause like I, honestly, when I can, when I thought about, uh, when I thought about this interview, I didn't know that you were as literate as you are in games. So like I was thinking maybe we'd touch on it, it'd be fine, whatever. But it seems like you sort of have a history with it. So like, is there anything in that sort of creative mold of like playing, interaction, stuff like that, that informs your production work? Or is the, are these two separate worlds for you? No, they're, they're actually not. I, I would argue in a lot of ways
1: that like the reason you know i I' like traditional hardcore film people that's a great question traditional okay. hardcore film people and i'm I'm friends with a lot of them right because if you go early 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 in my filmography, it's like i was I was working with a lot of much much older people than myself yeah who who like you know their exposure to games was like they may have played an arcade once or they may have seen asteroids once you know but it was <laughs> sure um and and I got this like it was, it was interesting cause I'd, I'd be in in rooms full of full of people. Who viewed me as a kid and slowly started to uh, uh, view me as a as an equal or a or a colleague, and they would always complain about, oh man, these superhero movies. Like, what is this? This is nonsense. Why does he have an armor? Like, why is uh, What? what is a magician from a parallel universe? What is this? And I never saw the problem in any of this. But I I then have come to realize. I think I think what really solidified it for me was watching Infinity War. Okay. When I realized, like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> But if you talk, to right. it, but if you talk to people over a certain age, they don't understand it. They get mad. They think they're like, "This is not even a film. It's it's, it's like some weird crossover thing, and it doesn't make any sense." But to, to, to guys like you and me, who grew up playing video games, mm. there's a language in which there's a way in which these things are communicating to us. Um, movies like Doctor Strange, movies like um, uh, like Infinity War, concepts like Wakanda. Yeah. That, that are second nature to anyone who's ever played a, a game from the ps1 era onwards
0: uh, I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of like visual language there too because they there's like mm-hmm. there's a certain kind of narrative logic through gesture and plot and stuff that probably isn't legible to people who haven't played like like
1: totally like just look at look at like my favorite scene in any movie ever now probably at this point because and again, I'm not one of those guys who just likes the last movie he saw or the last movie, of the best movie of the year. It's literally like that's how good I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, think about that scene where Thor is dying. Groot turns, you know, Groot basically creates Stormbreaker, right? And then the lightning hits his hand, and then and then we cut back to the battlefield. Hulk is getting uh, Hulkbuster, Hulk in the Hulkbuster suit, getting destroyed. Captain America is getting overwhelmed. Black Panthers being about to take him down. And all of a sudden, like, rainbow hits. Yeah. It's like a rainbow. It decimates, it decimates Thanos' forces. Next thing you know, Stormbreaker just comes out of the rainbow, just starts decimating people, right? Decimating yeah. bad guy. And then, and then Thor emerges and he's completely, like, electrified, just like he's, like he's Goku. And he just, like, just and, and then he, like, and he just waves in and then he just, yeah. Thanos, and he just flies up and, and, he, and there's like a storm thud Okay. To anyone over a certain age that's like that's like insane. They're like, what if I just watch? This makes no sense. All of a sudden you teleported in, right? But then but then like if you've played a um a RTS, a real time strategy game, that's basically <laughs> yeah. your hero character. It's like it's like your hero has, you know, it's you've upgraded your hero. Your hero has entered the
0: battlefield. Yeah, right, exactly. You finally uh, you, you sort of waited enough turns you were able to to hold him off long enough so that you can actually get the person on the field who can win the battle for you. Exactly. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's a really good point. Actually, I've never really thought about it that way. But you're totally right. I mean, it but has But if you, if you watch,
1: like, a war movie, so people who, like, people who, like, love war movies and they're like, man, I want to see a
0: movie about war, like, they're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's not Dunkirk, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not the way no. real conflict works. And, like, that's appealing to some people and not appealing to others, I guess. That makes sense. That's, right. that's, that's very interesting. Well, I, thanks so much for, for doing this. It was really great talking to you, man. Wonderful. And uh people should go Thank see you. people should go watch the second season of Castlevania. People should go uh enjoy all your work really, but particularly second season of Castlevania and bodied and, uh, Yeah, um, just like October twenty sixth, Castlevania, November second body. Awesome. Fantastic. We'll keep our eyes open. Thank Thanks you. Then.